The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And just then there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? And not ought this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for eighteen long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he said this, all his opponents were put to shame, and the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things that he was doing. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Eighteen years is a long time. My son uh, just turned 17. And uh, uh, so not quite 18 years, and yet I really don't remember much of what life was like before my son was born. Uh, uh, Not just because, uh, you know, the experience of being a dad and and here's this new person in your life. It's just 18 years is a long time, 17 years, a long time. It kind of fades, you know. This woman who entered into the synagogue on the day that Jesus was there teaching, had for 18 years been crippled by this spirit, which left her bent over, quite unable to stand up straight. And I wonder if she could even remember a time when she could look her friends in the eye, when She didn't have the pain, the difficulty in doing even the most basic household and uh, and other tasks for the sake of her neighbor. Eighteen long years. It's a generation. There were adults in her congregation, in her synagogue, who could not remember her in any different way than how she had been, how they knew her, the woman. Oh, that one, the one unable, quite unable to stand up straight. That was part of her identity, even even as she saw herself. 18 years leaves a mark on you such that you can't quite remember what life was like. You can't separate out your pain, your suffering, from who you are. It becomes 
the clothing which you wear. It's, it's the name tag you stick out for everybody to read. And yet on that day, on that Sabbath day, when Jesus was teaching, he sees her and he says, 18 long years have come to an end. He called her over. He laid his hands on her. And she was blessed to be able to stand up straight. And when Jesus refers to her in speaking to others, he does not refer to her as a crippled woman, as one unable to stand up straight. He refers to her as a daughter of Abraham, a daughter of the promise, an inheritor of an unshakable kingdom, a child of God. That's who Jesus saw her to be, even when she was bent over, quite unable to stand upright. He didn't see her ailment. He saw her, a child of God. He did, however, see the ailment, and he recognized it for what it was, a work of the evil one, Satan, the tormentor. And he put an end to that torment. Maybe for you it hasn't been quite so long as 18 years. Maybe it's been much longer than that. I don't know about you, but it seems that even at the end of a week, I can be bent over, (laughs) quite unable to stand up straight. The burdens of this world, everyday ailments, uncommon, unique, peculiar sufferings that we bear, our own sin, which leaves us curved in upon ourselves, leaves us unable to make eye contact with our neighbors. We become accustomed to facing the ground, trudging along, trudging from day to day, shuffling our feet, trying to just get by, to just make it through another day. We become weary, bent over, carrying these heavy burdens. We bring them even here. And this is where we ought to bring them. And we ought to recognize that we're not the only ones bent over. We would see that if we weren't bent over ourselves. Consumed with our own affairs, looking at our own feet, 
gazing at our own navels, curved in, bent over. We come in here consumed by the things that would weigh us down, the things that consume our thoughts and our time from the moment that we leave, it seems, to the moment we come back. But we're all alike. Each one of us comes in with that same weight bent over. And some of those weights, as I said, have been clinging to us for as long as we can remember. We've begun to take on those burdens, that suffering, and wear it like a name tag becomes a part of our identity, our uniform. It's how we refer to ourselves. But when you come here, be prepared. Because Jesus sees you. He doesn't see you and call you by your suffering, by the burden that you brought in here. He calls you by name. When he sees you, he sees a child of Abraham, not according to the flesh, but according to the promise, a child of Abraham by faith, one who has heard the word of God spoken to them and is claimed by God to be his very own daughter, son. Jesus sees you come in here, bent over, heavy burdened, and he calls you by name. He doesn't lay hands on you. He gives you much more than that. He gives you his very body and blood. He absolves you of all of your sin and he reminds you that you are indeed a child of God. And when you leave here having heard that word, having received his touch of his body and blood, you walk out standing upright. You walk out not with pride, head held high in some way above your neighbors, but not in shame. You know, even in your humility, you are a child of God, an inheritor of a kingdom which cannot and shall not ever be shaken. You come here weighed down and you leave relieved of all the burdens. And that doesn't mean that there aren't things that we continue to suffer through our days. Unlike the woman who had this dramatic change physically and everyone could see the difference in her body, if you came in here with a bum leg today, you're probably leaving with a bum leg. <laughs> The promise for us isn't in the physical or the material, though God can make those things happen. But ultimately, the promise is much greater than that. 
It's a promise that our sins are forgiven. That we need not wear that suffering, that pain, or even the history of our own sin as an identity marker or a name tag anymore. And that does change how we leave this place. We walk out in humility and with eyes able to look around us and to see our neighbors and to see their pain and to see their suffering and their burdens and then led by the Spirit, as St. Paul says, to bear one another's burdens. To use our time not just to trudge along day by day, but to use our days in service to our neighbors. And that even as we do carry our own crosses, we help one another to bear their burdens. And we use our words not just to complain about the burdens that we carry, but to remind our neighbors of who they are. That their shame may not define them, that their pain does not define them, that their suffering isn't their identity but that they, too, are inheritors of a kingdom that is unshakable. And that one day, that kingdom, which here we get a foretaste of in this very feast, one day, we will experience that kingdom in its fullness. And on that day, if not before, if you go in with a bum leg, you come out whole. And every tear that has graced your face will be wiped away by the very hand of God. And then, far different from our experience today where we cannot remember a time when we haven't had that pain, we won't have any memory of it except perhaps to give thanks to God that he has given to us such gifts. And so it is that this morning is an opportunity as every week and as every day is an opportunity to practice, to rehearse for that day that will go on forever of singing thanks and praise to God for his goodness, for his grace, for his mercy in causing us to stand up straight. In the name of Jesus, amen.